From Olsen Entertainment Group, this is Who Wrote That Book, where we interview authors and learn more about their life and work. Fall in love with your favorite story and author all over again. I'm Laura, and on this episode, I have the absolute privilege of interviewing our dear friend and family, Deb Hohenthal, who is literally the sweetest and most wonderful person I've ever met, and she is an amazing author. One thing before I get into the interview is uh, I do want to mention that one of the reasons how we got to know Deb and her husband was through their nonprofit in Price, Utah, called Workshops for Musicians, or aka WAMO. It's a place, and literally the only place in Price, Utah, where you can freely write, play music, produce, publish books, and literally so much more. They have so, so much here. Also, they are the only ones, again, who support and educate people on Alzheimer's at WAMO here in Price, Utah. People who have loved ones or who are suffering can come together, listen to music, connect and support each other while dealing with such a hard disease. I will link their website in the description. So if you're in town or are passing through, you can come and visit. It's open year round and they have really, really fun and interesting events every month. So you really got to check it out. Anyways, Enjoy this fun and personal interview I had with Deb. So I remember, Mac, you had given us your book, mm-hmm. uh, Fallen Far, mm-hmm. Away from the Tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, far Away from My Tree. A little memoir. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I started reading it a couple months ago. It was months back, but I needed like a refresher. Uh-huh. So yesterday I, I read a little bit in it and... Um, well, I actually finished the whole thing. Oh. <laughs> and oh. I just... It's so cool because I... Like, I know you and Matthew, mm-hmm. but I don't really know right. you, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it was really cool learning about you in that way and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I read about your family and about your parents and um, about uh, your dad and his mm-hmm. alcoholism. Yeah, right. How, what was that? What was that like? How did you get through that? That must have been really scary. Um, well, you know, I was an only child. And um, my because of my dad's alcoholism, mm-hmm. um, he didn't want anyone in the neighborhood really knowing us. So I grew up with very little access to friends outside of school. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that, that was a big deal, yeah. you know. Um, but also, I loved reading, and so it was kind of, almost normal Mm -hmm. you know kids grow up thinking the way they grow up is the way everybody get grows up and Mm -hmm. and I kind of realized that that wasn't really the case but um, on the other hand uh, my dad was the first one that introduced me to a little book you know the little golden books and uh, so we said I have this memory of sitting Uh on our green naga hide sofa Mm-hmm. and my mom's on one side and my dad's on the other and uh, my dad gives me this really short lesson on sounding out letters and then he left and left the rest of it to my mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, I had a lot of 
people in my life. I had a great aunt, Helen, and she used to be a school teacher in Turlock, California. And so she would send me a book every year for my birthday. And what I had to do was write her a letter, you know, a thank you letter. Mm -hmm. So that went on for a long time. And then as I got older, she would send me money so I could just pick out the book that I wanted. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, all along the way here was this message that that books were important and and, uh, stories could be important. And then um, there was my mom, Mm -hmm. and she grew up on a farm. And she was really shy. Mm -hmm. So she actually quit school after the sixth grade. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because she was so, she was was kind of intimidated by teachers. She had a teacher Mm -hmm. that wasn't very nice to her, for one thing. And so that kind of put that down. But but she did love books too. Mm -hmm. And so in spite of my dad kind of wanting to take uh, credit, you know, for, <laughs> for my reading, mm-hmm. um, she would, she and I would go to the main library downtown every two to three weeks and get new stacks of books. Oh, I love that. And uh, she would go off to her, you know, she liked uh, the stories of uh, kings and queens and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, swashbucklers. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I would, you know, go to the kids area I remember I was so excited the day that my mother said, I think you're good. Uh, I think you can go to the um, young adult uh, section now. And it was like, yeah, I'm in the young adult section (laughs) now. You graduated. So so that was a big deal Mm -hmm. and just went on for ages. And, you know, after she and I got the dishes done at night, we'd often, you know, stretch out on her bed and we'd each mm-hmm. read our books until it was time to go to bed. And, wow. and uh, so, you know, oh, and I also had my mm-hmm. paternal grandmother who wanted to uh, be an English major uh, in a college, mm-hmm. but her mother died. So she ended up having to be the mother to her siblings. Oh my goodness. But, um, she uh, eventually did get her degree mm-hmm. um, from the college. It, it's in Ogden. I can't remember what it is, or right around there. Oh, but uh, geez, I can't remember she, either. Yeah, but she she eventually did get her degree, and she was so proud mm-hmm. of it, you know, and mm-hmm. it was great. But she would um, pay for all of my textbooks at the U. I was an English major, mm-hmm. but even the book, even the classes I took that weren't related, she would pay all of my, oh my, my for, for all of my books. So I had all of these women that, you know, were encouraging me, making it possible for me to have access to books, mm-hmm. to, you know, all of that. It, that love of books just like blossomed into writing? Yeah. Yeah, How did you, I what was kind so. of like that turning point for you? Oh gosh, um, I, don't, I don't know. I think I, par- I probably just reached a point where I thought, mm-hmm. well, I could do some of this, you know. <laughs> I loved poetry, and I think that was uh, an in an for mm-hmm. me to start trying, you know, to write things. Uh, because, you know, I'm not saying that poetry is easy, but it's not like a 300-page novel. 
you know, it's a different skill mm -hmm. set, um, but it's something that I could kind of get into. Mm -hmm. And oh, I looked at, a while ago. I looked at some of my early poems, and they were, you know, pretty silly. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, the lonely man, and, and finally, you know, he he <laughs> just gives up, and you know that oh. kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> really dramatic. <laughs> totally. And, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I just loved it, and and like I say, it, I ended up going up to the U of U mm -hmm. for my degree. But, um, what was your degree? English. English? Okay, mm -hmm. that's what I thought. Yeah. I remember you told me before, yeah. but I wanted to make sure. Yeah. yeah. That is so That is so wonderful. <laughs> so you started with poetry. I know you and Matthew had a poetry group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how did you guys start that? Well, what happened was that Matthew wanted to you know, do something. You know, he's not mm -hmm. someone who just sits around thinking, oh, it's just going to sit around. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's got to be doing something. Mm -hmm. And so he had um, the, the U of U, I, I don't know what department it was, it must have been English anyway, mm -hmm. they needed a, a teacher. And I don't think it was a full time position, oh, but, yeah. um, and I could be wrong on that. Mm -hmm. But um, so he uh, stepped in to teach this poetry class. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, you know, there were some people that had been in the class that he thought really had great potential for, for doing good poetry. Wow. So he invited them and they would all come to our house. I can't remember if it was like every two weeks or every week. Maybe Matthew could fill that in. Mm -hmm. But so we had this group of, I don't know, like seven or eight people. Oh my goodness. And, you know, there'd be a, a Matthew might assign a, a topic or somebody else could. Mm -hmm. And so we'd uh, get together as soon as, you know, regularly and read each other's read and listen to each other, other's poems. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a great, oh, great <laughs> group of people, you mm -hmm. know. And um, everybody was a little bit different, of course, you mm -hmm. know. And, and uh, Ken loved to let, uh, you know, talk about going out in the mountains and mm -hmm. looking at Lady Moon, you know, in oh, the, in the cool. night. He called the moon Lady Moon. I like that. And... Uh, you know, everybody just had their own way, and mm -hmm. and oh, it was just a wonderful group how everybody came together. You know, because that doesn't always happen. No. And uh, and then you know, uh, we moved to Price and lost mm -hmm. our group. <laughs> oh, do you, you don't keep contact with them anymore? Well, some of them mm -hmm. uh, Matthew uh, corresponds with on uh, you know through the email and so forth sure so but you know it, it's hard once everybody's so far away and and all of that yeah. I wanted to ask you um why you decided to write a memoir and uh an autobiography mm -hmm. what what made you want to write those well um I think for uh for one thing I I had funny memories from my childhood mm. you know you probably saw some <laughs> funny things or goofy I things. I loved it. You know? It was such, oh my gosh, it was such a good book. Uh, I loved uh, it. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, but um, I think part of it was just, I had actually started something that was almost a little memoir. Oh. Um, just It was just 
some photos I pulled together and then I put a few little captions and, and I called it when I was Doodlebug because that was my nickname oh, when I was little was Doodlebug. so cute. Because I was crawling all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> that is so yeah, cute. So, um, yeah, so mm. uh, that was, you know, the books were always there and, and I couldn't, my dad didn't want me going out in the, the neighborhood, mm. you know. Right. And so, really, that was just what there was, mm-hmm. and so you know, so I wanted to capture some of it, and you know, some of it was good, some of it was bad, and mm-hmm. but uh, I didn't want to forget it, and yeah, so that was. I just thought, well, I'm gonna remember what I can from age three to eighteen. Wow. And there, you know, the more I did, the more I remembered, and so that was. Uh, worthwhile to me to do mm. that. I wanted to ask as well about your poetry. The memoir and the autobiography, those are like the only two that you've published, right? Or have you published poetry? I have published, um, again, Matthew did, mm. he's published two of my books of poetry. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you want to see them? Yeah. Okay. I had no idea. Yeah. That would be awesome. You know, the, the, the fun part about Alzheimer's is that mm-hmm. I had them both out in case you asked about them. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember where I put them back. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Do you need help? Oh, <laughs> oh. finding them? What's that? Do you need help finding them? Yeah. Okay, so. Okay. Moved into the office. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can bring in a chair if you want or go yeah. out or wherever. Or... Okay, let yeah. Me, yeah, let me bring a chair. Okay. Okay, this is so, so I, um, I didn't know that you had published poetry. Well, um, actually, this is, um, poetry that Matthew has published for me. That is so cool. um, And I actually did, uh, win a poetry prize from the, uh, library, the main library downtown. Really? Yeah, I won... Yeah. So, was that your first like contest or or award? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And this is your this is the first one. All this continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is your last most yeah. recent. Yeah. Oh wow. I've only um, done two. So that is so cool. How do you feel like you, like specifically with poetry, found improvement and like grew? And just like gotten better, I guess, mm. with your poetry. Yeah, you know, some of it I think is the group that we had because mm. we we critiqued each other, you know. And oh yeah. It, and it wasn't. It was never catty or mean or anything. Right. You know, but um, also I just read tons and tons. Mm. You know, and I'm sure that made a significant uh, help. <laughs> helped me. Totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Who's your favorite poet? Oh gosh! Uh, <laughs> I know. I feel like I, I opened. Didn't prepare for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a pretty big question. Oh gosh! Oh, I know. I, I know. I have some. Mm-hmm. It might come to me. So. <laughs> I remember Matthew said that you um, love Emily Dickinson, or maybe that was just Matthew. That um, was Emily Dickinson. I liked. I liked her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Let me let me look in my shelf over yeah, there. Yeah, totally. And see if there's yeah. something that. I just read this. Uh, my love of poetry started in elementary school with the poem "Little Orphan Annie" oh, by James right. Whitcomb Riley. That is just yes, so cute. Yes, yes. 
Yes. Wow. I don't think I've ever heard of James Whitcomb Riley. So you haven't heard this particular Mm-mm. poem? Oh, it's so fun. That was, that was very memorable for me when I was a little mm-hmm. girl. It was just fun and mm-hmm. funny and kind of broke the rules a little bit. You know, oh. well, you know you're, you're in second grade and mm-hmm. you're not allowed to say orphaned Annie. Or, so to, to, to realize that, gosh, you can play around with this stuff a little <laughs> bit, you know, and make mm-hmm. it fun. And so I love totally. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you, are you still writing? Or I do you can't have? anymore. Oh, really? Um, Alzheimer's destroyed my ability to write horrible that is <laughs> of horrible. all the things to take <laughs> i know that's like your life yeah, yeah. Oh, i'm so sorry and then the uh the last thing that i wanted to do finally was mm-hmm. you know i'd written poetry i'd written some uh <laughs> well, well, like books talking. and all oh, the memoirs the and memoirs, stuff like that right mm-hmm. uh-huh. and so i think i finally thought well maybe i'll try a novel oh <gasps> no way yeah i did did, so yeah. you wrote a novel? I did. Yeah. <gasps> Wait, what? Yeah. That is so cool. And the interesting thing, well, I don't know if in, interesting, but... Um, but you were far away. Mm-hmm. <gasps> That's my book. Oh, um, my gosh. And it was so funny because I had forgotten that I started it mm-hmm. um, before we left, you know, Salt Lake. Right. And um, so I was going through a bunch of my files and I found this novel that was almost done, and I had forgotten about it. What? Yeah, yeah, and partly, you know, mm-hmm. but um, I'd forgotten about it, and but there was quite a bit there, right. and and uh, so I was able to to finish this, mm-hmm. um, and then Matthew was very very good about saying. Um, you know, you might want to just do this or that. He's always been my editor. Oh, sure. You know, but I love yeah, that. Yeah. So I thought, oh, well, at goodness. least I've covered all the, all of the genres. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it was really. for listening to this episode of who wrote that book featuring deb hohenthal this was so much fun for me because i was able to go see her in her home and see her different pieces of work firsthand and just to remind you again i will link their nonprofit to uh, the description of this episode so please check it out they are amazing amazing people who do amazing things don't forget to follow us on Instagram at who wrote that book to be updated with upcoming episodes, behind the scenes, and more. Share the love, as always, <laughs> and leave a review. It helps me know what you guys are thinking about the show and helps us to be easier to find on all streaming platforms. But we'll see you guys later on Who Wrote That Book, hosted by me, Laura. Laura.